You want to see some Michael Jackson dance moves? <laughs> I want to tell you a story about a friend I've had. He's a mean motherfucker and he's super bad. So grab onto your seats and hang on tight while I tell you a story about Black Dynamite. Like you don't even have refill or nothing? No. Probably like burn cotton or something. <laughs> oh, is that one you have to change the thing to? Yeah. No, I'm just out of liquid. Mm. It's good. Well, I've been broke for a while, mm. but I just got my tax return. Oh, oh yeah. I got my tax return, but I owed. Apparently I owed last year. What? So my tax return was like, <laughs> it's like what we get at shows. <laughs> if we were to split it up even, I was like, "Here's twelve dollars." Yeah, it's like, damn. They just sent me a thank you card from the IRS. Thanks for filing your tax. <laughs> That's all I got back. But it was cash on delivery, so I had to pay for it. <laughs> what the shit? I just thought of that right now. It's freestyle comedy. It's like wilding out, but not stupid. Um, not corny. Not corny. With a bunch of weird black people. <laughs> and one Asian guy. And one Asian guy <laughs> who sucks. Anyway, what's going on, y'all? This is Bolo. This is Bugs. This is the I and I podcast. Um, today, we, today is interesting for us um, in terms of the podcast. I don't know which song that I had playing for the intro of this podcast, but I heard a lot of good feedback last week that the Colors song was pretty cool to play at the beginning. <laughs> So I'm going to find something else to play. Um, a nice 80s rap song that's completely dated. They haven't told us to take it down yet. Yeah, so. they haven't. I haven't received a message from SoundCloud yet to say, um, that's copyrighted material, please take that down. I think Universal was the um, the major distributor. Oh, is that right? That, was take, that takes stuff down off of SoundCloud all the time. I don't like keep taking YouTube, clips. YouTube's of, a little more strict. YouTube's real strict. Yeah. I was just like, each day look, I was like, oh, video's still there. <laughs> Audio's still there. Audio's still there. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't mute it. No. Um, but no, um, today's, today's interesting because we have a musical guest in here today that neither Bugs nor I knew personally till about a week and a half ago. And even oh, that. in my case. Yeah. Uh, just now. 15 minutes ago. <laughs> 15 minutes ago. Um, this is a gentleman that I got in a conversation with at Guitar Center, as a matter of fact. I was in there last week. Um, you know, my normal every two week go to trip to Guitar Center to see what I can afford, and then look at the stuff that I can't afford. Mm-hmm. I want that mixer in the back. <laughs> um, but uh, we struggled with conversation uh, about earplugs, and he was, you know, helpful. And then we just started started talking about the music that we like and what we do. And um, he said he wanted to come into the podcast, so. Um, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, my name is Brian Seth. I am uh, a producer. Um, I write indie hip hop, and I play in a band called Arms Away. Nice. Yeah. So we asked we asked him to come in, and he was graceful enough gracious enough to come in and be a guest. That's pretty cool. I mean, I could have 
uh, you know, I just sent him a message like, hey, little boy. <laughs> like candy? You like candy? <laughs> I was I like, don't. yeah, I do. <laughs> Love candy. I don't. I, my sugar's right bad. there. <laughs> I'll drive myself there. Oh, cool. Even better. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're 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 blessed to have him in the Crown Sound Studio. So yes, we wanted you to, uh, you know, well, from what I from what you told me, you've producing been producing for about twenty years. Now I asked him when he first came, and I was like, he's been said that, and I was like, okay, but like, how old are you? Because you don't look much older than me. You might probably be younger than me. He said he's thirty three. Wait, how old are you? I'm thirty two. Okay. So, I mean, we're close. But I'm, I'm like, 33. Yeah. It's a good age. We have another band member. He's 67. He's old as shit. He's not 67. He's like 40 something. I don't know. 40. But he's 40. an old man. That's basically 67. Yeah. And once, once, you pass your, once you're past 40, it's like, eh. It's all downhill. It's like half the band. Wow. So, uh, give yourself a little, uh, give, give us a little history about yourself there, sir. Um, okay. So... I've never done this before, so this is a little weird for me too. It's, but, uh, it's hard talking about yourself. <laughs> trust it, me, isn't it? We've been doing this. We've been <laughs> yeah. doing this for a couple months now. I mean, we're no by no means pros, but when they ask you questions about me, you're like, oh, uh, well, <laughs> I do things with music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So start from the beginning. Um, so so starting from the beginning, um, I was very young, and I was kind of just one of those kids that didn't really like to go to school. I kind of messed around a lot. Um, the only thing I had was music, right? So mm. I had a little four-track recorder, one of those little Tascams, yeah. the tape oh, machine. Yeah. Every, I think everybody's yeah. first recorder was yeah. that little Tascam. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just started recording bands in their garages, stuff like that. Um, and it just kind of took over my life nice. and just became something that I've always done. Always had a studio wherever I was, always, always recorded bands, always mixed stuff um, forever. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, I felt like I said I started young because I was singing in choirs and stuff, but this dude's been like a traveling producer since I could go past the end of my street. Like, <laughs> I, it's, it's, amazing, it's amazing to me that you had the, the focus. Like, I know I, didn't, I wouldn't have had the focus to no. be able to do that, no, no, you know, no. at, at 13. <laughs> Music I bar- or Ninja it, Turtles? All right, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I, I barely like Ninja have the focus too, now, me wrong. Silverhawks. Silver <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I barely have the focus Street now. Sharks. Street Sharks. Street Sharks. <laughs> Hungry Hungry Hippos. I'm a child of the 90s. You know, I, I listened to Nirvana's Nevermind album, and I, yeah. I used to listen to it on loop over and over as I was going to sleep. Me and my brother had bunk beds, um, and... I would force him to just listen to it over and over and over and over and over because I thought it was just the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But more so than like the writing, it was who produced this, who recorded this, who made this sound like just the most amazing thing I'd ever heard at that point. Um, I learned about Butch Vig mm-hmm. and uh, Andy Wallace who mixed yeah. it and then I just dove into it. I was like, oh, this is a thing that I can do. I could be an engineer and like record bands and get them over. and. Yeah, kind of that cool guy, you know. Like I was, I wasn't really ever cool in high school, so that was kind of my ticket into into mm-hmm. cooldom. You know what I mean? I was, <laughs> Man, I, I made demos, and if I, I could get it, them it was, to come over like, here. Right, right, like, right, hey, right, they were hanging right, out with me all day, right. <laughs> and it worked. You know, a little bit at least. <laughs> well, if you ever want to be, if you ever want to be cool with a group of seven guys, you can just come over here and record. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> we don't, we don't really have anybody else that comes in here. <laughs> We've got to tinker away. We tinker yeah. away. No, yeah. But. No. These these spaces feel comfortable to me. The 
yeah, I can be in bigger studios and, and, and I can't get into the vibe as much as I can as, you know, not for nothing, but in my bedroom with my recording stuff there. Right. Because right. mm-hmm. it's just a comfort thing. That's just you know? where you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. cool because in here, you know, he has the lights back there. There's been some nights where we come in here and it's just like, all right, we get to work. This, it, this, it's like a, it's like a work, a workspace. Yeah, sure. And office. then there's sometimes that we come in here and like, this light will be off and the light is hitting certain, certain the right way. You just, you get back in this corner and it's just darker and even over there, and it's just, it creates this vibe that it's hard to repeat the mm-hmm. next time that we all come in here mm-hmm. if it's not the same. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. If it's if it's too hot in here, then it's like, oh, I don't want to be in here. But if it's too cold, then you're like, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I could totally feel that, man. Yeah, it's. I think it's all about capturing that one moment, that yeah. one performance, that one specific emotion, bringing that out of the person, yeah. right? And it's all about stupid things like lighting and mm-hmm. what the temperature of the yeah. room is, and do they have enough to drink? Mm-hmm. What did they eat before they came over? Do they have enough to eat? Yeah. Should I make them a sandwich? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. It's <laughs> weird. Or tea. Would you like some tea with honey? <laughs> right? Because I've done that before. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any tea or something? <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yes. My mom's. I mean, I can ask her for one. And then... It might make you poop. But... <laughs> <laughs> Poopy time tea. It's the detox tea. <laughs> you asked for it. So. Uh, he's singing. He's like, five, six. I'll be right back. I'm going <laughs> to go. Came back. His skin was looking tight and uh, fresh. <laughs> Um, so what were the what were the things that you recorded first? I mean, did you start off kind of down that Nirvana road, like alternative music? Kind of just punk bands, okay, in the garage stuff like that. Um, but I've always written my own stuff too, so I always started kind of producing like my acoustic guitar into the four track with a keyboard, you know, pushing the the keys to make mm-hmm. drum beats and trying to make that work and doing the bass line on the drums uh, and on the keyboard because I didn't have a bass guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would make little songs that way, and I would always—I don't know—I'd I'd, I'd always try to join bands, but it never really worked out. Okay. So I always, you know, I figured, well, screw it, I'll just I'll record them. That's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it still gives you a connection. Well, it's good that that happened because I learned how to work with bands. I think, um, mm-hmm. and and trying to make people comfortable, I think, is one of the hardest things that. I think you can do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in a slay, all right, we don't really know each other and we're just kind of randomly having a conversation right, right now. You know right, what I mean? It's one right. of the it's it's a really, really hard I'm thing st- to do. I mean, do. I'm still awkward. Um, I'm still awkward. I'm like, okay, uh, is, he, is he okay? Yeah. Like <laughs> does, does the studio look nice? And did you find the directions over here very easy? <laughs> well, that's how it is, man. And that's how it is in the studio because especially it's it's you don't know these people and they're just coming in, they're trusting you with their music. They're yeah. like, These yeah. are my songs, this is my art, I love this. Yeah. Here you go, make it sound good. Yeah. And you're like Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, you know, that's the pursuit. That's you know, yeah. the ultimate goal is to get them, make them happy. I guess mm-hmm. so that you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, and I think you, you touched the point right there, and you said, you know, they're giving you their art, they're giving you the thing that they sat down and all wrote together in a big group, or he, one guy was having a rough night, and he turned on the overhead lamp and just sat at a desk and write, you know, mm-hmm. wrote it down. So. You know, a lot of these, especially with music, is, you know, it means a lot to a lot of people. And I know, you know, for us, you know, Boogs and I, we definitely do. But, you know, you've been doing this for 20 years. So if you didn't love it, you don't stay in a bad you, marriage right. for 20 years. No, 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 no. <laughs> and it, you have to love it because it's hard. It's I've done the L.A. thing. I've done my own thing back in Massachusetts. Right in my suite. And it's, it's the kind of thing where if you don't love it, you just don't do it because... Y- 
it's a hustle. It's a it's a oh, yeah. every day. It's like climbing up a landslide. Mm, yeah. yeah, you're trying to climb, but the rocks are still falling down. But you keep climbing because you love it. Because yeah. you love it, and that's anything though. That's oh, yeah. that's yeah. that's why we do anything. I wish I think I felt like I had that for sports when I was younger. I always loved music, but I wasn't. You know, I didn't learn how to play any instrument or what anything. Did you like, play? I mean, handbells. I mean, I played handbells in church. <laughs> the shakers, <laughs> the handbell, <laughs> the triangle. <laughs> I was I was pretty good at handbells, um, but I think you know until I just right, recently, as a music musician, like a instrument player, I've only been playing for like eight years. No, longer than maybe like ten years, but that's like infancy. That's like I'm I I don't know half the things that I should know, and I know that. I'll never learn anything, um, but for you to be doing it for twenty years, man, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, now, you did say you know that you write your own music. Um, you're in, you're an indie rapper, right? Right, right. So I so I had a friend um, named Nicholas Oliver, who was was a rapper at the time. Now he's a booking agent for okay. a lot of my favorite artists. He asked me if I could make beats. I was like, I guess. I sure, I'll try that. <laughs> and I've always loved rap music and hip hop always. Um so I was like, yeah, this is cool. Let's try this. And and uh we did some stuff and that's how I started rapping. Yeah. That's, that's pretty wow. much it. He was he was way better than I was and I was always trying to uh, keep up, but like he it was he was such a good writer. Okay. That um, it was inspiring to try and actually write some really good stuff. So I don't release a lot of material because I'm always like, is that good enough? Does that mm. rhyme work oh. right? Is that Man. is that is that yeah? So <laughs> I have an album that I released two what, two years ago now, a year and a half, two years ago now, um, okay. called Never Trust a Poet. Never um, trust I released poet. it under the name Omni because that's what I used to be called before I decided to. I didn't want to hide behind like a stage name anymore. I was okay. like, this is Brian. My songs are really personal. The lyrics are really, really personal. It's like a therapy session. It's mm -hmm. like my journal entry. So I, instead of being Omni, I wanted to be Brian, I guess. All right. It was one of those one of those songs. Is one of the songs that you brought today a, a hip hop song? Yeah. So I have um, my EP, okay. and I guess we can pick a song yeah. to, to throw on there. Um, what song do you want to go with? I think the one that people always tell me that they like the most is uh, called Jeans and a Sweatshirt. Jeans and a Sweatshirt. So I would play that one. For, All right. For well, here, here's Jeans and a Sweatshirt by Brian Smith, a.k.a. Omni. <laughs> I wear jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks. A watch on my left wrist and I don't give a fuck. Jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks. I was awestruck, drawn like a moth to a flame Firefly lightning, coffee on the brain We barely interact and didn't know each other's names But if my heart was made of wax, she would have melted it today She could have molded me like clay, a folded origami page I gave her pennies for a play, she picked them up and walked away I'm a candle, she's a flame, we're trading pennies for some passion She's putting it back after, cause the art is not a factor To a car without a crasher and a kiss like a Smith & Wesson on a first impression, there's no pause or apprehension Just a sentence I put together cause it sounded like a rhyme But she don't understand the meaning any more than you or I do Tight screws, bits spinning till it's stuck Collecting hearts in mason jars and scraping parts of me that rust Pretending every scratch
screw is loose inside my head is not enough to forget every little bit of any truth that you made up I wear jeans and a sweatshirt tees and chucks a watch on my left wrist and I don't give a fuck jeans and a sweatshirt tees and chucks Cause the internet is speaking to me novels of the heart and the art is my intention if and when I ever start small talking with the big stick fake lip squawk kamikaze with the blood clot flip flop rock medicated on a Sunday pray to God it never stops because the arms we've taken up are weighing down our broken hearts and the roles we hope to play are slowly tearing us apart so as the pieces disassemble and the sunlight fades to dark I'll watch you sit outside and smile by the house arranging stars I'll watch you sit outside and tremble when the skies begin apart we're trading posies in our pockets putting dollars on a dream collecting roses from our shit expecting two cents from a fiend exactly what it seems elimination of the consequence a bit of non-essential little nonsense honest I hope we make it past the promise in a conflict of a common ground conscious I wear jeans and a sweatshirt tees and chucks a watch on my left wrist and I don't give a fuck jeans and a sweatshirt tees and chucks Jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks A watch on my left wrist and I don't give a fuck Jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks It's recording And we're done, and so we're I mean, back. no Yeah, and we're back <laughs> Hey, Actually, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? We're back now um, We started having a conversation in the middle of that song yeah. And then I was like... Wait, guys, we got to do it when we're recording so it actually counts. <laughs> I mean, I like the information, but maybe other people want to know. So do you um, do you do any rapping now? Yeah. I mean, you, you still yeah. do shows yeah. and stuff like yeah. that? Oh, Play okay. performing is my f absolute favorite thing. I live for the moments where I get to be on stage. Nice. That's it. Everything oh, else yeah. is the in-between. Yep. Yep. I like this guy already. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it. This is only the second time I've ever seen him in life. And I think my checkout took about 10 minutes at Guitar Center. So this is technically the longest that I've ever seen him, too. Um, now, you said you were in, in another band as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, what, uh, what type of music is that? I would call it rock music, indie, okay. indie rock, I guess. Um, it's it's whatever comes out. So it's the other side of my musical personality, I guess you could call it. It's um, I love writing songs. Okay. Love playing guitar. So it's more of that. More of that stuff. Yeah, okay. I have. Um, there's if if anybody's interested, uh, you can look up Arms Away Appendages Disembark on. Pretty much everywhere, YouTube, uh, you know, everywhere digital music is, Spotify, okay. iTunes, like all that stuff. Um, we're, I'm actually mixing the second EP right now. Nice. And it's oh, been a challenge for me because it's about 70 to 80 tracks all together. Um, and I, I'm not using any samples on the drums, especially. Oh. That's been a big one for me is getting a really big drum sound without using samples on it. Okay. So learning, using tricks like gating the drums um, instead of doing low end, using a filter say like what I like to do really this is really cool um find the heartbeat right uh -huh. you open up like filter freak uh -huh. okay find the heartbeat frequency wherever you know you hear doo, doo, doo. it's mm -hmm. like that 90 hertz uh -huh. layer that underneath the kick and it just fills it with I this Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a producer and you did not know that, <laughs> rewind about 30 seconds, 30, 45 seconds, go and write that shit down. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's, um, so that's, that's been fun. Um, I gated the 
kick to the bass so that every time the kick hit, the bass dropped by like a decibel or two just to kind of let it breathe a little right, bit. Right. Little things like that, little tricks so that I didn't have to use samples. Huh. And that was pretty... <laughs> That was pretty. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I seem so rudimentary. <laughs> it, it's just I really I really enjoy. This is weird, but one of my favorite things in the world is taking a process and refining it to its most efficient form. I don't know what that means. I don't I don't know. But in in mixing terms, it's I get to see these sounds as they're coming at me. And I'm taking them and I'm shaping them and I'm putting them in their place, you know. Right. I'm 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 fitting the bass in between the kick and I'm fitting the vocals in with the guitars and it's almost just this meditative, relaxing thing where I can kind of not think about work, not think about the day or girls or anything else that's stressing me out, and I can just kind of and focus yeah. on one specific thing now, only. You it's know? gonna be weird that I ask this, but I saw you moving your hands. Do you see it visually? I see music. I see, I, I, I see I do it. too. I, I, I was because I was like I the way he's like doing textures. it. I'm like, okay, I can. I see myself doing that. You know, sometimes. Okay, well, this I need to move this. It needs to be here and whatever. You know, it's interesting. It's it's like building. It's so cheesy. I almost hate saying this, but it's like building a house. You start with the foundation, mm -hmm. a nice good low end. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Nothing muddy, tight, solid, gonna hold that house up. And then you build up from there. Man. The vocals are that little skylight thing on the top. <laughs> the natural light. Yeah. <laughs> See, going back to what we were talking about in between that song, you guys didn't hear, I was gonna say, like, as far as mixing um, instruments, I, th I think I have a pr pretty good grasp on instruments because, um, like, uh, playing in the band, I, I know what I like to hear. I know what I want to hear. Right, you know, right, I, I, right. I know what the mix is. But when it comes to vocals, I don't know. <laughs> I'm lost. Yeah. Vocals, I'm lost. vocals is a different animal. Our band, mm -hmm. Crown Roots, we use a lot of harmonies and, mm -hmm. you know, layers and layers and layers of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's, there's some time that I was, I did a mock mix up of one of our songs and I would get to like the, 12th harmony and I was like fuck dude they all just sound the same whatever just <laughs> almost wanted to like copy and paste and I'm like no it can't be that way um, yeah the vocals vocals is one of those things yep. I'm just like yeah. it's a tricky beast I yeah. think the trick with vocals is actually just to ride the fader um, so you can use a, a plug-in like Waves Vocal Rider mm -hmm. just set it set it to you know you have to kind of finesse it right. to really sound a little bit more natural uh, but that's a great plug-in if you just want to have the vocals be well, a, what a, a lot of the times what I like to do is take Waves Vocal Rider and use that into a compressor. Okay. Right? So it's hitting the compressor less hard. Right. Mm. I gotcha. Kind of thing. And, and it's your, your, when they get loud, the fader rides down. Yeah, when yeah, they, yeah. You know, when they get quiet, the fader rides up. So for little things, like at the end of a phrase when the singer's running out of breath, it'll just boost that part up. And keep, you yeah. know what I mean? And it doesn't squish it because you're not Compressing. You're not compressing yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, Boogs and I are taking mad mental notes right mm -hmm. now. Um, we are we are hopefully going to be able to have him work on some of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. But, uh, Lock the door, buddy. Like, <laughs> guess what? You're not leaving, bro. <laughs> Lock the door behind Lock me. Door. Oh, you have to get through shit. me. Sorry. <laughs> I bite. Um, I'm going to win. I scratch. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so what? So you said you started. Uh, you start. You're from Massachusetts. Is I am, that where you're yeah. originally from? I was born in uh, um, 
little fishing town outside of New Bedford, Mass., which okay. is uh, the town that Moby Dick was written about. So oh, it's just this okay. whaling kind of. I got like a chapter and a half in, so I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. I am Ishmael. Like, oh, yeah. Call me Ishmael. I am Ishmael. That's the first, <laughs> that's the first words of the book. Call, Call me, me Ishmael. <laughs> or something. Um, but so, it's okay, fine. so when you're with your, with your hip hop, um, were you more drawn to the East Coast sound because you were from there, or were you just kind of um, across the board? I was kind of across the board. I mean, originally I was into Talib Kweli, Dre, kind of underground, semi-underground rap, you know okay. what I mean? Um, then my friend Nick introduced me to Aesop Rock. Oh, there you go. I heard um, Lucy, and I was like, "Oh, wow! This is this is rap music. Okay, mm -hmm. what is this?" Yeah. And then I kind of started listening to more of that stuff. Sage Francis, one of my favorites. Okay. Um, um, idea, all that. Yeah, because it. I, I've always we don't we don't really have many. East Coast people that come on here. Well, I don't think any of them. Um, but it's interesting because I grew up hip hop. That's what I listened to exclusively, probably till my junior, junior, senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. before, anything before that was R and B and hip hop. You know, anything that they were playing on BET. So it's it's cool to come in and you know have somebody come in that does hip. You know, is a hip hop head to sure. kind of just see what see what's going on because I remember like during the Biggie Tupac beef. Oh yeah, that was. I think how old was I? When was that? Oh, that was high school. That for was me. high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Middle school actually. So I think it was middle school. So stupid. But I remember being like, <laughs> "Fuck Biggie, it's West Side." Like being like for real, for real, like upset about it, even though, yeah. <laughs> like you have no idea. Like why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, in like eleven or twelve years old. <laughs> Fuck the West Coast. Yeah, huh? Like, it's like, nice out there. Here I am living out there now. Yeah. Like you, were, you were signed to death row at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was fighting for death row for real. For, I don't even know why. <laughs> Young knucklehead. But I got into a conversation about it the other day, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand the people that say Biggie is bigger than Tupac. There's two different types of rappers, man. That's true. Two mm -hmm. different types of rappers. That's true. I feel like they were, you know, they had their flossing songs, but at their core. Tupac was more keep your heads up. Brenda got a baby, consciousness. Yeah, with an extreme thug side, but <laughs> he'll he throw out those gems every once in a while. And Biggie wasn't necessarily like that. I don't know. That's we can get into a whole thing with that. It's I just don't. I my thing with that whole thing is why do we have to like quantify and judge artists? Like, I'm not he's sitting here going like Picasso. Is like so much better than Rembrandt, dude. Uh -huh. Is like so much better. Yeah. Like I don't know, Picasso's more gangster. Like it doesn't. <laughs> like I don't know. Like yeah, why? No, it's fucking Biggie, Tupac. They're great. They're both great. Like yeah. let them just be that. Let yeah. them be their thing and be like, that is art. I appreciate you. Thank you, art, yeah. and not be all like, like I. This guy sucks because yeah. he's from. I don't know. Well, that brings. But it's that, all a competitive that's thing. A, I guess. That's interesting. And I'm not a competitive. Like, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel like about the Grammys and award shows care. and stuff like that? Whatsoever. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. I liked the Voice for like the first season because I was like, oh, this show's kind of different, and then it turned into what everything else. An American Idol. Basically, was. it's basically yeah. they're like they're like pumping you up to basically take an artist that they've probably already figured out is gonna win and oh, yeah. promote them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all mm -hmm. just promotion and songs and. <laughs> 
and I read a quote that said artists aren't like musicians aren't mu musicians are musicians aren't artists because they're just products to sell cell phones basically they're just pushing the next big thing mm -hmm. I think you know with you know the whole competition thing and there's there's rappers that I love that are, are never gonna win an award ever Sci High not. the Prince mm -hmm. Sci the High the Prince is one of the dopest lyricists I've heard in a long time the metaphors he uses and everything like that are amazing he signed a good music he signed to Kanye's label he's never gonna win anything but I would put him up against you know some of the the biggest people out there mm -hmm. um, you know the so much music is so competition now you know and, and like I said I fell into it I, he's better than this person but he's better than this. you know we all fall we all kind of say I think when we're younger it's like he was better than this he was better than that and then when we get older it's like well that was just not for me mm -hmm. that wasn't for me mm -hmm. you know um, I found after after I got out of high school and I kind of opened my mind to other things my appreciation for music grew exponentially wow oh, I'm never gonna listen yeah. to that why would I listen yeah. to that why would I listen to uh, the police that's not cool it's not you know <laughs> and then I go back and listen to it now and I'm like man that's I, pretty good I missed out on <laughs> so yeah. much yeah. I could have been I could have been so much right. I didn't listen to reggae music till like sophomore junior year of high school it just wasn't something that was on my radar mm -hmm. yeah. you know but um, sometimes I feel like I did too late and then I was like no Sometimes, you yeah. know, maybe that's just maybe right that's when just, I yeah. when just I can right. actually appreciate <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So I kind of went through the same thing. Like growing up, it was the same thing, the rap, hip hop, mm -hmm. um, R and B stuff. And then it wasn't until I went to the Philippines uh, was when I was really exposed to like punk and uh, alternative stuff. And then that's the first time I picked up a guitar. And then I don't think if I ever if I ever if I didn't go to the Philippines, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have ever picked up the guitar. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't. I. Couldn't say I could, because I, I, I wasn't exposed to it. Yeah, you know, out there everyone has one. I I didn't pick up the guitar until I was forced to by this band. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was like, nice. I don't know how to play the guitar. It's too many strings. It's big. It's clunky. I don't want to carry it you around. You do now. But I yeah. <laughs> You do now. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Ha! You better learn how to play it. That's why I play the drums now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Do you have any music uh, that you would want to share from your your band at Arms? Is there? Um, I didn't bring anything with me. That's okay. Dude. We can find it. It's all good. It's uh yeah, it's online. For okay. Sure. We can okay. we can put something else in there. Um, I I would. Um, what song would you like? I'm very excited. If if I can get one of these new songs to you, I'm gonna have them done mixed in the next couple of. Uh, oh we'll we'll, oh, you're we'll have a we'll tonight. have a special section for you yeah, definitely. For sure. We we will yeah man, we'll get we'll get that. Um, yeah, man, that would be cool. I kind of wanted to try something though. I see you have a guitar there. Can I, can I play something? <laughs> of course. Man. I was, I, I don't. Girl, I, who you telling? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I've been trying this thing where, I wanted to do more live hip hop. Okay. So I've been working on this one. One song. So it's jeans and a sweatshirt, but it's. Like the acoustic version. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the jeans and the sweatshirt acoustic version. It's something new for us, too. <laughs> I 
pair of jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks. Jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks. I was awestruck, drawn like a moth to a flame Firefly, lightning, coffee on the brain We barely interact and didn't know each other's names But if my heart was made of wax, she would have melted it today She could have molded me like clay, a folded origami page I gave her pennies for a play, she picked them up and walked away I'm a candle, she's a flame, we're trading pennies for some passion Putting it back after, cause the art is not a factor To a car without a crasher and a kiss like a Smith & Wesson Lips on a first impression, there's no pause or apprehension Just a sentence I put together, it sounds like it rhymed, but she don't understand the meaning any more than you or I do. Tight screws bit spin until it's stuck, collecting hearts in mason jars and scraping parts of me that rust. Pretending every screw is loose inside my head is not enough to forget every little bit of any truth that you made up. I wear jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks. Jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks. Because the internet is speaking to me novels of the heart And the art is my intention if and when I ever start Small talking with a big stick, fake lips, squaw Kamikaze with a blood clot, flip flop rock Medicated on a Sunday, pray to God it never stops Because the arms we've taken up are weighing down our broken hearts And the roles we hope to play are slowly tearing us apart So as the pieces disassemble in a sunlight face of dark I'll watch you sit outside and smile by the house Arranging stars, I'll watch you sit outside and tremble When the skies begin apart, we're trading posies in our pockets Dollars on a dream, roses from our shit expecting two cents from a fiend Exactly what it seems, elimination of the consequence A bit of non-essential, little nonsense, honest I hope we make it past a promise in a conflict of a common ground conscious I wear jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks Jeans and a sweatshirt, tees and chucks Say, come on, man. Um, <laughs> all, you, all you hip hop players out there, step your game up. It's, it's not a game. You came in here real serious. That was dope, brother. Yeah, that was dope. Thank man. you, man. That's cool. That's Woo. cool. You are, and you are officially the first hip hop rapper that has come into the Crown Sound Studios. So, I couldn't imagine a better way to, <laughs> to, to, you know, have that, man. Oh, man, Dude. that was dope. I was like. I was giving me chills and shit. <laughs> Goosebumps. Yeah. Uh. I, America, why is this man not more famous for his uh. music? Yeah, man. I would much rather see him up there than yeah. half of the other people out there. Thank you. Thank you very but much. Still here. But still, yeah, I mean, we'll still, still come here. We'll still come here. I'll still come here. So, okay. Um, for so that's kind of like uh, the direction that I want to take my new hip-hop. I still produce beats. So I produce beats for... Um, a company called Direct Beats, D-I-R-A-C-T Beats.com. Direct Beats, um, so Direct Beats. A friend of mine um, runs the company, and I'm one of his producers, so I produce beats nice. for, for that. So I'll always do that. I love writing beats. It is the core of who I am. I've been doing that since I was 13 yeah. years old. Um, but this is kind of the direction that I want to take my hip-hop in more of a... I don't. I'm, I want to choose my words wisely because I love the craft of beat making. Uh -huh. It's one of my favorite things, and I truly respect a sampler. But I wanted to take 
what I do with the rock music and fuse it with the rap, but not in that limp biscuit. You said that, and I was like, more oh, like, no. Oh, like, no. Like, no, 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 God, no. 15 God, years no. too late, bro. More, more of just, but because, you know, I have these two sides to me. I play, right. I play. <laughs> Fred Durst, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I wanted I wanted something that would show people who I am really you know what I mean so bridging that rap part of me with the the playing in arms away kind of part of me nice, um, and also like as I was saying I think before we started recording it's hard at least where I am to get good rap shows to book mm-hmm. rap shows I know a lot of people who do that I've been offered some shows before um, and I think through networking I'm kind of making it happen but Otherwise, it's been really difficult. I haven't played a show probably in a year because I'm like, oh, I'm a rapper. And they're like, no, thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. Well, for those who are watching, um, (laughs) you have noticed that he is of the Caucasians. Um, I did that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It was a choice that he made when he was young, and he just kind of stuck with it. They filled out the form. I was high as shit. I just clicked any box, and here I am. It just hit submit until all those little stars go away. Do you accept? Yeah, accept. Yes, go. You didn't read the Apple's iTunes. I did not read the iTunes. The the iTunes, man. It'll get you. that one up. You saw what happened on South Park. They made him a huge centipede. I got real, no, real um, quick. But, okay, not to get too serious, but semi, semi-serious. semi How do you feel about, there's a movement out there, especially in hip-hop, towards white rappers. And, you know, toward, you know, they're saying that they're stealing the culture, so on and so forth. For me, lyricists are lyricists. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter if you're Asian or white or whatever you are. It does not matter. Um, but Right, like Edgar Allan Poe probably would have been like one of the best rappers alive right now if he was for sure Shakespeare you know what I mean so when I approach rap I I don't know I'm not trying to disseminate any culture I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to do any of that I just love rap music I love rhyming I love putting I love syllables and putting words together Mm -hmm. and making these like trying to paint these pictures with words so for me sure that's called rap that's called hip-hop I love it I love the culture I love cool blah 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 you know what I mean but it's more of just like it's music. Too. It's music. It's just, yeah. It no, goes, I, I it goes back to understand. the Biggie Tupac I, thing. Like, why does it have to be a competition? Or I'm not stealing anything. Yeah. It's just I, this comes from inside. This comes right. from my soul. All mm-hmm. of this music. You know what I mean? So well, you know, and you, you can. I don't. I I just you know they like I was saying before about learning to appreciate different types of music. We live in a melting pot that is America, United States right. of America, and you have to be exposed to other cultures and other things that are normal for some but are abnormal to others because that's how we keep that very closed-minded point of view you know yeah. like i said we right, don't talk right. about politics and color and everything this would be a different kind of podcast yeah. in about five minutes <laughs> but no i i mean and me being biracial you know i'm half black and half white there's for a long long time i didn't know where i fit in because if i hung out with white people you know more white kids and it's like Oh well, you're you're this, and if I hung out with more black kids and the white kids, you're like ah. So I never really. It was the hip hop was a way to kind of keep my blackness, if you will. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right, you know what I mean. But it, I don't know. I think you hit it on the head. It's just it's what you're into. It's what right. you feel right. is to you, and what the music says to you. So, you know, 
I had more realities in the hip hop. Trust world. me, if I was like a singer songwriter, I'd probably be a lot more successful than I am right now because I'd be writing these stupid love songs about yeah. girls and like. But I I can't because that's not that's not who that's you like, are. That's yeah. not who I am, right? Man, I'm still trying to get over that song. <laughs> man, that was dope. That was dope. Man. Thank you, man. That was oh, fun. Shit. So, <laughs> man. Mm. How's, you know, how's your flow game? How's your? <laughs> you go and do rap battles? No, man. Are no, you? No. no. Okay. I freestyle in my car. Freestyle. Yeah, freestyle in the car. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm a dope ass freestyler in the shower. Oh um, yeah. I can rap about shampoo for days. <laughs> but that reverb. Yeah. <laughs> echo, echo, hey, echo. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a bright that's a bright corner. I want to No, but um, I think freestyling is a whole nother. My brain, I don't think my brain ever moved that fast for freestyle, for the true freestylers, mm-hmm. freestyle rappers. I, some, I yeah, I some guys are really good. Some guys are just, it's, you have to think about, you have to, I practice by reading a book to a beat, to one of my beats. I'll just read a book in okay. time with it. Doesn't matter if it rhymes or whatever, I just read that book. And it's to practice speaking continuously without thinking about it. So uh, eventually, once you get into the rhythm, you can think about the next line or two. The best rappers, three or four or five lines ahead of what their mouths are actually saying. Right. And that's how they're, that's how you, you know, really good people, I think, freestyle. Yeah. Um, I can get maybe a line ahead of where I'm at when I'm in the zone. When you're, uh-huh. You know when what I mean? And then, yeah. then it comes out, right, right, right. But yeah, it's uh, that's an art in itself. Yeah, we were going to ask you to freestyle. I was thinking about it, but I was like, man, that's, if he's not, then... That might be bad, <laughs> because we had we we and I have another one of the other groups that we had in here, the Noisemakers. Um, they have a a rapper in their group, mm-hmm. a hip hop artist in their group. So it's kind of cool. They play reggae and incorporate that into it as well. Yeah, it's pretty dope. That's it's pretty dope. Yeah. Did you see um, Jason's podcast, the last one? No, I haven't no. seen it. Yet. I haven't watched it. Yet. He he does a he does a. Um, uh, a freestyle on it just oh, really? off the top man that kid can fucking just go <laughs> man I don't it's it's amazing yeah. like you're just like he, really that you just did that like right now like yeah. you know it's amazing like, I, don't, I like Big I L can't, yeah. I can't think that far <laughs> Big L just seemed you know yeah Big L and that I think Classic. he was one of those he was one of those that set it up like four lines ahead of time because mm-hmm. he, he would have this punchline at the end uh-huh. but there's like four three or four sentences in before that just setting up getting to that point and it's like you couldn't is it written no man early early eminem was that dude is bananas oh yeah he's just his brain is wired like for words i just don't get it man he's a mutant that's it he is an idiot savant or like a autistic like you know like like he that's his thing like he's got this one thing that he's really good at Uh otherwise he does drugs and screws up yeah. you know what i mean but he's the best rapper, rapper right. alive right now like yeah. probably no question there's other really good rappers who have their own talent and style mm-hmm. but as far as the words just Word words this stuff, is yeah. rap not anything else this is words yeah yeah that's that you can't you can't yeah. even because you listen to him you're like maybe aesop rock would have more mm-hmm. he does you ever see that thing on facebook that shows the word play yeah yeah, yeah. you know all these uh, you know way little wayne's way down here mm-hmm. and, oh yeah and, and, and <laughs> it's and it and i think the thing that i like about m is, is he doesn't it's 
the amount of words that he's using. It's right. not just something, something, something. My nigga, something, something, something. Right, right, my right, nigga. Right. So you're adding those <laughs> two words. Yeah. I just etches and it rhymes. It doesn't matter. It just happens say. to rhyme. That's easy. <laughs> Repeat a word four the, times. The amount, the amount of words that he throws in there that are right. you know just singular in themselves is amazing. It's like know? a like a machine gun. Of yeah, words. and it's and like, and oh. like he was it, like you were saying that the exercise that you do. It's like reading a book. Right. You could put his lyrics on a page and just it's like. Oh yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I get yeah. where he's going with that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Oh man, I'm tired. And then allergies. Drake. That's okay. Allergies, are, <laughs> allergies are kicking are my ass right, right now. now. Man. Mm-hmm. I took so much Benadryl last night to go oh. to sleep because I laid down and immediately it was like mm-hmm. on top of my face. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I had even though I was um, not high on Benadryl, I took enough. I was so right. Probably a little buzzing. <laughs> I mean, I was good. Uh, I went and saw Deadpool yesterday. Yeah. That finally came out. Heard that was fantastic. Oh, man. Where'd you watch it? At Plaza Burrito. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I went to Sinopinopinopolis. Oh, I yeah. see. I would have fallen asleep. That would have yeah. been that would have been all bad. I would have taken all that Benadryl and laid back. <laughs> all right. Well, I just paid. It's the funny thing. I is, paid 20 bucks to go to sleep. It's the funny thing because I did fall asleep. See? Yeah. <laughs> After dinner, we went to, we had Korean barbecue. Why would you do that? Why and would you set yourself up for failure like that? But it's Deadpool. I thought I was gonna be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, was, like, oh. <laughs> there was some parts that were a little, that were a little yeah. touchy feely, made you feel things. Yeah. But for the most part, it was everything that I thought it was gonna be. Exactly. Um, parents, if no. you plan on taking your children to watch this movie, no, don't do it. <laughs> I am telling you, one hundred and ten percent. They made it rated R for a reason. Yeah. There was two, <laughs> there was two people sitting in front of me. I went by myself yesterday. I was like. What am I going to do? I'm going to go watch Deadpool. There was a family of four in front of me, like a mom, and I think probably her three boys. And the oldest one was, you know, 18, 17, 18, something like that. But she had like an eight-year-old, mm. like a young kid. Mm-mm. And then next to them was a father, and he brought a son. He was probably less than eight. He was Mm-mm. probably six or seven. And it started, come on, fuck, fuck. And she was like, like the mom in front of me is like, oh no, this is probably a bad I've choice. made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I've made a severe parenting error. <laughs> and um, there's there's nudity in it, people. Get it together. You don't have to go on your internets and watch it yourself that you normally do. You can go to the movie theater and watch it for ten dollars. Um, there's a part where there's just full nudity, full frontal, male and female. Real weird, real awkward. Um, That's why I said, like, this is a Marvel movie? Right? <laughs> I can see his pay-pay. Gross. Um, but the, the mom put her hand over the kid's eyes, and I was like, you didn't read the reviews. <gasps> it was so... Oops. It's more, it's more than an R rating, dude. Yeah, it's so I would bad. think the, the amount of stuff that they've got in... Like, if you go back at... Uh, Terminator 2 was R, rated R, right? Mm-hmm. And that was tame compared to what's oh, R nowadays. That is nothing. And then you go see this movie, I'm telling you. You're like, what? This isn't just on Adams Avenue that they're playing this? <laughs> A little indie indie uh, indie theaters? Fucking heads rolling everywhere. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. But I'm so desensitized to the violence now. I'm just like, meh. Oh, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, well. well. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I that's a good movie. And I haven't seen any movies before that except Star Wars. Yeah. I was, you know what? And the theater was getting kind of full mm-hmm. before the movie started. And I was like, I'm going to go buy a ticket to Star Wars. I'm just going to watch that again. There's probably less people in there. I don't like sitting next to people. 
It was yeah. perfect. I had one seat on my right and one seat on my left, empty. Nice. Oh, and then the guy was like, yeah, yeah. Is anybody sitting there? You are now. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so the whole movie, I was like, okay. I'm sweaty. And I had to poo. Oh. So I sat like in the movie for an hour and 15 minutes like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then they had the cr- the thing at the end of the credits. So I had to sit through the whole credits, yeah. too, like, oh, it's a cold sweat. It's a cold sweat. It's a cold sweat. <laughs> no. I have stomach problems, people. Especially <clears throat> uh, squatty potty. <laughs> I should have brought the squatty potty. You're right. Would that be weird if I walked around with a squatty potty all the time? Not at all. Totally normal. They should have a portable. Uh, a portable squatty potty. Like a folding. Hey, don't take that. We, we're going to come up with that. Do not take that. It'll be able to fold into a lady's purse. Just put and it if you are a man, into your satchel. <laughs> or disposable. A disposable. I don't know how you would do that. Just like cardboard. And fold it, and then we could throw it away afterwards. <laughs> Where would you hold the cardboard, though? Like, uh, no, like it folds. And then you unfold what cardboard it. cardboard do you use? Cardboard's thick. Huh? You might be able to fold it in half. Uh, like, like a Happy Meal box. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Don't take that. That's ours. Um, it's a Bugs and Bolo yeah. Brian Seth creation. <laughs> Right. Uh, he is R and D. He is uh, comes up with the ideas, and I am the tester. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I poo a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I poo a lot. Sorry, this is my life. Um, so, do you have another song that you'd like to share with us? I think we're we're kind of getting towards the end, there, brother. Um, I have something that I've been writing. It's not really done yet. Um, and it's kind of depressing, so let's play that one. All right. All right well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's it called? Do this you ever, song you is have called St. James. St. James. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, St. James. So glad that I'm alive today. 
have overdosed and gone to sleep And over my head I'm way too deep Feels like yesterday It honestly does It honestly I'm okay I don't want to, I don't know if I need to But who I don't want to find out I don't want to, I don't know if I need to But I don't want to find out I don't want to, I don't know if I need to But who I don't want to find out I don't want to, I don't know if I need to, but I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out. Man, I'm telling you guy right here it's it's the real deal this is the real deal ladies and gentlemen thank you um that was amazing man thank you and thank you for sharing that with us it yeah, sounds I, like a very very personal song yeah. um that's so. what my songs are they're like like something will be on my mind something will be heavy on my mind you know and and i write a song about it and then it just kind of goes away and then i can play it for people and i think that's why i live for those moments when i can be on stage, stage. is because yeah. i get to play it for people in those songs kind of like the weight lifts, they leave my body and they become a real tangible thing in the world. And for me, that's, that's my therapy. That's, yeah, man. that's how I deal with, with living a life and yeah. If, yeah, <laughs> existing I, on this I'm one of those, planet. I'm one of those people too. That if, it, if, I, if I wasn't able to get it out some way, I don't know what type of person that I would be, you mm -hmm. know, so. Um, is there any place that people can look up your music? Um, you know, you said... Sure, sure. So I um, I don't have a SoundCloud or anything like that. I just wanted to kind of... I wanted to see my name on iTunes, basically. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got you. I went through DistroKid, uh, distrokid.com. If anybody doesn't know, they broke off from TuneCore. It's uh, 1995. You put as much stuff you want online on every streaming service for a year. DistroKid.com. Nice. Okay. Huh. DistroKid.com. And where do they search? Uh, Brian's head? Yeah, you can... Well, my, my hip-hop stuff is under... Omni, so it's okay. a little weird, but it's O3M3N3I, Omni with 333 three, three okay. in it. Uh, and the album's called Never Trust a Poet. Uh, I'm working on some new stuff now, some new beats. I got the machine, oh, right? and really? the machine changed my life yeah. as far as writing and producing. And I feel like the newer stuff that I'm writing is like what I've been wanting to write since I started. Oh, you okay. know? Uh -huh. So I'm really excited about putting out some new nice. stuff. Um, Arms Away, the band, um, Appendages Disembark is the name of the album. Um, we're putting out our second album. I'm literally mixing it right, right now. We finished recording the vocals, I think, last Thursday night. Nice. Um, yeah, so literally almost done. Um, work in progress. That'll be out soon. I'm really proud of those songs because I wrote three of them and co-wrote two. Um, and they're, they're some of the... I hate talking about myself, but it's like honestly, I feel like it's some of the best work that I've that I've personally ever put out or ever done. Right. So 
I'm really psyched for the world to hear that. Yeah. Super one, excited. One of the things one of the things that was told to me is, you know, if you're not proud of what you're doing, no one else will be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, never stop giving yourself props because <laughs> you're doing you're honestly doing what a lot of people wish they could be. Yeah. So uh, oh, yeah, for sure. us, yeah, us included. I was I was listening to that song and I was like, I need to step my game up. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man, no. But um uh, this is Bolo. <laughs> this is Bugs. We wanted to thank our very, very special guest, Brian Seth, for coming in. Thank you for having um, me very much. It's been amazing. Yeah. And promoters, if you're listening, you need to book this dude. <laughs> yeah. So I'm telling you right Please, now. I need shows. <laughs> if, I'm telling you right now, if I win that lottery and I buy that record label, he's the first hip-hop artist. Mm-hmm. You've seen a lot of this gentleman. Sweet. Yes. All right. Peace out. Peace. Bye, guys. Just stand your ground and keep on shining